Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Blister Podcast, Gear 30. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and as always, you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. This week on the podcast, I'm talking with Blister's senior editor, Sam Shaheen, about a number of the new skis that he and I have been reviewing recently, including two skis from prior skis, their CBC and their Hasumi. Sam and I then discussed the new Atomic Ben Shetler 100, the K2 Wayback 106, the Scott Superguide 105, and we get Sam's thoughts on the ski that is serving as our reference ski for the lightweight AT binding comparison review we're conducting, the Solomon Mountain Explorer 95. And we continue to post up on the site flash reviews on a bunch of the new skis we're reviewing, and we are also rolling out more deep dive comparison articles too, including a big deep dive article on the Blizzard Bonafide. So if you haven't already, become a Blister member by clicking on the navigation bar on the website where it says become a Blister member, and you can get our thoughts and comparisons on a whole bunch of skis. And now let's go ahead and get to my conversation with Sam Shaheen. Well, Sam, I wanted to check in with you because I've been skiing a lot of skis these days, but you've been skiing a whole lot of skis these days. And so rather than just have kind of a private conversation where I ask you how everything is going, I figured let's just do this on a Gear 30 podcast and push through a number of skis here. Uh, That's our objective. And to kick things off, we are going to talk about two skis from Prior. And these are actually the first Prior skis that we've ever been on. If you don't know, Prior has been around since 1989, and they're building skis in Whistler, like right at the base of Whistler in British Columbia. And so, yeah, this is long overdue. And um, why don't you start? Uh, You've been skiing the prior CBC. Yeah. Tell me about your time on it so far. Yeah. The, uh, the prior CBC, I really like this ski. Um, We've been skiing it at a basin in sort of spring conditions. And, you know, right now uh, a basin super is kind of skiing super playful. You know, there's little jumps and side hits and cliffs and stuff everywhere. And throughout the day, it's going from, you know, like pretty firm in the morning to pretty soft and mushy in the afternoon. And um, the CBC has just been a blast. It's not a light ski. It's like weighs in around 2,400 grams, somewhere like that. And it has a super forward mount point. The mount is, we measured it minus 0.9. So about a centimeter back from true center on the ski it's got a ton of tail splay and a decent amount of rocker. It's definitely a uh, like backcountry freestyle looking ski. You know, you look at it and it feels it feels like you want to be hitting big backcountry booters on it. But at the same time, it's got a pretty stiff platform underfoot. The thing that the thing that really blows my mind about this ski and Luke Luke Kappa, one of our other editors, managing editor, he got on it as well and had the exact same feedback was that landing on this ski is like landing on, it's like it's a monster truck. It's just bolts every single time. It's unbelievable the amount of confidence landing on the ski inspires. It's got a huge sweet spot. And when you land, it's just like, 
all of a sudden you go from being in the air and like free and playful to on the ground with confidence, like ready to make a turn. It's, it was, it was really impressive. And uh, as a result, it just, it inspires a lot of confidence to just jump off of stuff and trick off of trick off of everything. And um, probably, probably the thing that made me like it so much though, is I, I, you know, I, I do a lot of different kinds of skiing. I like a freestyle approach and I like to do that sort of thing, but I also like to, to, to drive my skis, especially when conditions get variable and similar to like the Ben Chetler 120, although the skis in a totally different weight class, that stiff underfoot platform allows me to kind of drive it forward through the shovels more so than other skis. Like for instance, the 190 K2 catamaran, um, well, that's, and, that's interesting for a number of reasons. Um, well, one, it's a 190-centimeter K2 catamaran, which, yeah, you've been spending time on that as well. By the way, I, I want to correct you on the weight. Um, oh, sorry. You, Sam, you should know better by now. We don't, we don't get weights wrong around here. <laughs> wow. I've, I've obviously seriously messed up. This is a this is a fireable. Okay, offense. yeah, twenty twenty two fifty ish. Yeah, twenty two fifty ish. Yeah, um, but uh, in a one eighty four, and one of the things that is really interesting about that one hundred and ninety centimeter K two catamaran is that sucker is coming in. I think just around or just slightly over like twenty five hundred grams. So. The the CBC, you're right to say like that's a you know 2250 grams. That's that's not nothing. Uh, but that K2 catamaran, that guy's a boat in a 190. Oh yeah, oh yeah. it's a boat. <laughs> I think the other thing that it is, I did you already talk about the mount point on the CBC? Because this is a huge qualifier. I think. Yeah, the mount point is really far forward. It's at about minus one and. I mean that's a full on full on freestyle mount. Yep. And it, it, it does have a, a lot of freestyle qualities to it, you know. It it's it's feels really balanced and it likes to be in the air. Um but at the same time you it can still be driven. It doesn't want to be driven really hard, for sure. And yeah. it like and it, it also responds well to a neutral stance. But the platform is pretty responsive and stiff and there's there's a lot of ski underfoot there so so it can definitely be pushed Mm -hmm. yeah and i just think that's an important like i i don't think in my life i've ever skied anything at less than minus one centimeter from true center you know i think minus two is about as uh crazy as i've ever gotten so um (laughs) just before i think too many sort of directional skiers run out and think oh like a slightly uh, more playful directional ski, like, no, we are in f- like fully, fully progressive mount territory with this ski. Oh yeah. There's so much tail. There's yeah. a lot of tail behind your foot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but when things get hairy, you can drive it through, you know, variable snow or like when it was getting mushy, big bumped up groomers at the end of the day, you know, you can get on the front of your boots and track it through or, you know, straight lining out through, chunder or whatever you know you can you 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 can be forward on the ski to keep it pointing where you want it to go well to transition then to the prior hasumi which is listed as 109 underfoot and unlike the cbc this 
has a much more traditional mount point of nearly minus 11. Another thing that I like is this ski is coming in. I'm skiing it in a, the 188 centimeter length. Again, 109 underfoot. And this ski's coming in in the 2300 gram range, uh, 2350-ish. So uh, weird. Again, we're liking a couple of skis that are not crazy light. How, how dare they exist <laughs> in, in this day and age? Um, the Hasumi has a... Uh, in the 188-centimeter model, has a stated side cut radius of 25 meters. One of the things that is quite uh, notable about this ski is it has a really deep tip rocker line. So a lot of tip rocker in terms of that where that rocker line starts, but not an absurd amount of tip splay. And... A healthy amount, about 78 millimeters, uh, which is significant, but the ski that I have pretty quickly, I started thinking about comparisons with is the 189 centimeter ON3P Renegade 108. The, the Renegade 108 has more tip splay than the Hasumi, but that Hasumi has this really deep tip rocker line. And we're going to get our first look up on this ski soon, so you can check out the rocker picks of this. But um, I think, I mean, this ski has just been really cool so far. And frankly, we both have been spending a good amount of time skiing a bunch of lighter, stiffer skis in some pretty variable and in the early mornings, pretty firm and harsh conditions. And after having done that for several days and then jumping on this Hasumi, it's like weird. This ski has some weight to it and it actually isn't this crazy stiff flex pattern. And this is what good suspension feels like. So since I know people uh, would be sad if they didn't hear me beat the, the weight drum at least once in this <laughs> podcast. Um, there we go again. And I, it, it is still just, it is still just really surprising to me why more companies don't seem to figure this out, you know, build good suspension in a ski. It feels good. You can push these skis hard. They aren't that punishing, but that all said, the Hasumi is a big ski. Um, you do need to be, I think, a little bit more physically strong to be on it. You, It doesn't demand, it, it's not an unforgiving ski. I don't find it to be a punishing ski, but it's got some weight to it and it's a 188. And so, yeah, have a little bit of physical strength there. But uh, I think we're off to a really good start, a really good introduction to prior on your ski, the CBC, which is almost dead center mounted. And then this, I'm the, I don't want to call it a traditional charger because the rocker profile certainly isn't traditional, but to go to a 109 underfoot, minus 11 mounted directional charger in its own right, um, showing some good versatility here, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've been really excited. And one thing I didn't even mention was the the graphic on the CBC is gorgeous. <laughs> it's basically just like a pure white top sheet. It's like bright, pure white, and it's it's very it's very pleasing. <laughs> nice. It's like camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some other things 
a ski that I've actually been pretty excited about. You are just starting to get some time on it, and you and I really haven't talked about it yet. Um, the K2 Wayback 106. Here we are getting into this is a dedicated touring ski, and so now we are getting into some lightweight stuff, right? But talk to me about some of your initial experiences on this ski, and I will say you are currently on the 179 centimeter way back 106. I think I have that right. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the the 179 version of that ski, and actually, um, initially, I'm really I'm really liking it. You know, it's got a pretty traditional silhouette for a touring ski it's got a relatively deep tip rocker line and not not too much splay i think 58 millimeters is our measured tip splay the one the one place where it kind of departs from that is on the tail it only has 18 millimeters of tail splay but the rocker line on the tail is really pretty deep so that results in a pretty loose feeling on snow which i really like for a backcountry ski because you're always skiing in just like crap snow whether it's breakable crust or like isothermal mank or whatever and having a tail that you can that you can you know slide around is really useful so um it definitely has a loose feeling and it doesn't have a ton of edge hold it doesn't want to like suck you into a turn or anything like that but it's also pretty compliant it's got a Nice round flex pattern. It's not that stiff, and that works well with its lightweight. You can bend it into a turn. You can drive it. You can ski it more neutral. Um, I think a lot of skiers are really going to get along well with this ski. If you're like a hard charging expert in the backcountry who wants to, you know, jump off of a bunch of cliffs and straight line shoots, like look somewhere else for sure. But um, for the average intermediate to advanced backcountry skier who wants a ski that's easy to get along with and it's going to make their days better, I think the Wayback 106 is 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 going to be a pretty solid recommendation. This ski is coming in sub 1500 grams in the 179. Um yeah, it's so light. it's light and one of the things that I mean, I handed this ski off to you a while ago, but one of the things that I personally loved about the shape, and I've kind of been on record saying this in a number of different times, but the lighter you're going on a touring ski, the straighter the shape I am inclined to put on that ski. And that's one of the things that I really like about the shape of that way back. You already talked about the tail and I agree with you on that. But another thing I like is it has a stated radius in a 179 of 22 meters. And the ski just looks in that front half. It just has a pretty straight shape. And I'm like, yeah, give me that. That's what I want. If you're going so light, give me that shape in the backcountry. Yeah, and that straight shape, though, doesn't preclude you from making short turns because the ski is pretty soft. It's easy to bend it. So you 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 power that ski, and it bends up, and you can make a tight turn. And it's also not hooky or anything at all. I, I really like the shape of the ski and just the silhouette in general. Hmm. You've been also spending time on another touring ski, the Scott Superguide 105, and mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know if this if that ski is completely apples to oranges compared to the Wayback 106. But again, since I've never asked you, I'll ask you now. Like, how does that Wayback 106 compare to that Scott Superguide 105? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's Luke and Darth Vader. Um, couldn't be further opposites. <laughs> Luke that Scott Super Guide is almost zero taper, very little tip and tail splay, extremely stiff, um, with a generous amount of camber, and they ski totally different. And uh, the Super Guide is honestly not my favorite ski. It's that combination of really stiff and light. Mm-hmm. that makes it kind of tough to work in mm-hmm. some conditions. And, and a ski that I take ski mountaineering and I want to be, you know, as confident as I can in it, I wish it was a little more forgiving because it's ski is, it's, it doesn't like you to make mistakes for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, moving on. Another ski that uh, has generated a whole bunch of interest. We've talked about this a little bit. Um, but you have been putting some time on the atomic Ben Shetler 100 Luke Kappa and I both were skiing that ski last month, I guess. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience so far on the Ben Shetler 100. Yeah. Yeah. This is another ski that I've really gotten along with well and that I like. Um, I think the punchline on the Ben Shetler 100 though, is that this is 100% definitely not a park ski. Mm-hmm. It is not a narrower version of the 120, which if it was, it would be a park ski. Mm-hmm. It's really directional. The closest comparison that I can probably draw to it is the sick day 104. It mm. has a similar directional feel. It has a similar amount of, of um, stiffness and strength to it. It's not, it's, they're, they're not the same ski. I would say the Ben Shetler 100 is a bit more precise. It feels like it wants to be on edge more, and it's a little less willing to break free. It feels probably even more directional than the Sick Day. Um, but they're similarly damp, which is impressive at that weight. And um, the Ben Shetler might be a touch more energetic, but it's, it's probably negligible, really. And um, the ski likes you to be on the front of your boots driving it has great edge hold and it just, it feels like a lightweight directional ski. Hmm. That's funny. I don't recall when I was on the Ben Shetler 100 ever thinking of the sick day 104. So hmm. I wonder if I, maybe I'm just forgetting things, but because weight wise, I bet they are coming in pretty close to one another. Yeah, I don't have the uh, weight on the sick day in front of me, but this Ben Shetler, the 1820-ish, 1820-1830 between the two. Say that again. It's 1820-1830 between the two skis. In a 188? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the 186 sick day 104 is 1848 and 1903. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Hmm, Okay. <clears throat> Cool. Um, well, I imagine you're gonna you'll get some more time on that, and and you and Luke will be kind of sorting out your final final conclusions and comparisons on that. So um, interesting. But yeah, I think it just seems like a new addition under the that Ben Shetler name. Yeah, and it, it makes sense paired with a Ben Shetler 120 as a quiver ski. You know, it does a different thing. Mm-hmm. than the 120. It's complementary within the line, not just a slimmed down version of the other ski, which is not something that a lot of ski companies are doing, but 
Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think both skis are great. Hmm. Let's wrap up with some talk about the Solomon Mountain Explorer 95. Um, we are, we mentioned this somewhere on the site. I don't remember where, but we are just underway with conducting a lightweight binding review and roundup. And we knew we wanted to do this. We were excited to put this, this binding roundup together. And I made the call that we should get, you know, five pairs of Mountain Explorer 95s because, you know, there's been Paul Forward and thinks this is a really good ski. I really think this is a fantastic ski. Uh, Cy Whitling really liked it. So we've got, you know, a, a, several of us have put time on and all were kind of equally impressed, I think, with that ski. So we got a bunch of these things. You are kind of leading up this binding review. And I know you've been running around getting these things mounted in the rest, but it's funny to have called this ski in. And then I guess it's like, well, we'll just hope <laughs> Sam doesn't hate this ski, but uh, it, it sounds like we did a decent job with this decision. Tell me a little bit about your experience so far on this thing. Yeah. 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 You didn't screw up. Um, I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's a really good combination of forgiving and powerful at the weight. It doesn't have this like locked in feel sort of like that super guide does. It's looser, but it has a generous, it has a generous amount of stiffness underfoot. So there's still like, you know, you can power through it when you need to. And these are all qualities that you really want on a ski that you have to ski in all sorts of bad snow or no fall situations or whatever, because it's forgiving, but it can be driven. It's light and it has a decent amount of suspension. It's not locked in and it's predictable. I've been really liking it. Hmm. Where have you skied the Mountain Explorer 95 so far? Um, I took it up the Shit for Brains Coulard in around A Basin. Yep. I skied back in Glacier Gorge in Rocky Mountain National Park. And then I've had also an inbounds day on it at Loveland Ski Area. Cool. Okay. Yeah, and that Solomon Mountain Explorer 95 in a 184 centimeter length is coming in, we've measured multiple pairs of these, so coming in basically around 1550 grams. Yeah. And, yeah. uh... Yeah, we've, we've weighed... We've weighed five pairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and by the way, I'm going to be kind of interested to see too. We also have the K2 Wayback 96. And so we've talked about the Wayback 106. We have the Wayback 96. And I think that's going to be, I'm going to be very curious too, to kind of see where that fits in against skis like the Mountain Explorer 95 and another very good ski, the Blizzard Zero G 95. So we've got some cool comparison groups uh, kind of, you know, evolving as we're, we're doing our thing. So um, lots, to, lots to report back on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, anything else we want to say? Or maybe I'll just ask, 
the Mountain Explorer 95 versus the Scott Super Guide 105, in terms of their on-snow feel, it sounds like you're saying they just pretty, pretty different, pretty different feel you're getting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would only really recommend that Super Guide 105 to people who are really aggressive and charge. And even then, I think that a more forgiving platform might be better. And that's kind of what that Mountain Explorer 95 is. You can still push it. You can't push it as hard as you can push the Super Guide. It doesn't have the same top end edge hold. You know, if I was on a like a 50 degree skating rink, I'd pick the super guide over the mountain explorer for sure. Cause the thing's got very little tip rocker and almost no tail rocker. And so there's tons of effective edge and it's really stiff, but in pretty much all other conditions, I think the mountain explorer is going to be easier to get along with and give you the strength that you need if you need to push it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of what it sounds like. I mean, when you, that's what I was thinking uh, just a minute ago when you were talking about the Super Guide 105, I was thinking about the only place it sounds like I would want that is really steep ice. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's so light that it's going to be chattering around a bunch, you know, but if you're mm-hmm. getting on really steep ice, you're going to be carrying up a light ski anyway, so I think that's not really all that, mm-hmm. you know. Germain. There you go. <laughs> I'm here to help, Sam. Um <laughs> Well, cool. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm just really psyched to start uh, ABing all these all these lightweight bindings against each other, and that's going to be a really uh, a really fun test to do. Yeah, and we're going to be posting kind of an introduction to that roundup we're conducting. That is supposed to go up next week, or you're in trouble. Uh, and <laughs> then I think that just is going to call for its own separate conversations. So that's why we're, we're not going in more into that today, but, um, I'm, I can't wait. I think that's going to be really cool to start getting some of these on snow results back. And, and, uh, it's a, it's a really cool and interesting category. So we look forward to, uh, you know, you getting out there and doing some more skiing. Me too. Look at that. <laughs> How weird is that? <laughs> well, cool, man. Hey, thanks for the time. And, um, I will, talk to you again very soon and i'm gonna see you pretty soon too i'm gonna be uh we'll be reconnecting and doing some skiing next week together so yeah look forward to that yeah and then you'll get to go skiing too then i get to go ski yeah (laughs) pretty good so all right man you take care we'll talk to you later all right see you bye-bye That's it for this edition of Gear 30. Thanks to Sam for the conversation and to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you again next week.